Hi everyone, I'm Greg Lambert, and this is the In Seclusion podcast miniseries. Today's guest discusses how the movement to the cloud over the past decade has greatly helped us ease into this work-from-home environment. And while we may be adjusting to our new work model, we all need realistic expectations not only for ourselves, but for those we manage. Well, Steve, thank you very much for taking some time this morning to uh, come on and talk with me. Greg, my pleasure. Steve Matthews is the CEO of TRG Screen. Uh, Steve, do you mind just telling us a little bit about the products that are on the market that TRG Screen has that people in the legal market would know about? Absolutely, Greg. So TRG Screen provide enterprise subscription management solutions. Um, and from a, a legal perspective, uh, the product they'll be most familiar will be Research Monitor, which provides usage monitoring and password management for web-based services. And then also Quest, which is an inquiry management tool that provides workflow solutions for a knowledge and research team. I know that you are an Englishman that lives in Boston that works in New York. And so you kind of have an international perspective as you've been following the coronavirus. When did you see that this disruption was was going to affect your business? And how did you prepare your employees to work from home? You're absolutely right. I am, Greg. And hopefully you can still, still tell from my accent uh, where, where my original roots are. Yeah, um, Boston, uh, right? Boston, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I picked up on the sports teams, but uh, maybe maybe not all the accents. So, uh, you know, we, we have a, a, an office in Singapore. And so we started to see the impact in Asia in, in the sort of January, February timeframe. But I'm, I'm not going to pretend that, that we had the crystal ball and had any idea of the impact it was going to have on our, on our global business. Uh, and so really, it, was, it wasn't until March, and, and actually talking of global, I was in London the week of March 9th and started to realize this was getting serious. Got myself home as quickly as I could, actually landed as the president announced the travel ban, and then we immediately went into action. Uh, we put a uh, global travel ban in place. Uh, we, we shut all our offices as of Friday the 13th, effectively mon- Monday the 16th was an immediate work from home shift. So in hindsight, we're, we're very glad we did. Employees responded very positively that we, we were putting employee safety first. So how many employees do you have? In, and you said you had basically about a week to get them off-site. Did you run into any issues or, or how are people adjusting to the work-at-home situation? Yeah, we, we have 150 people around the world. Uh, our uh, core offices are, are London, uh, New York, Amsterdam, Singapore. And we really uh, actually made the shift over a weekend. So we decided on, on that Friday that it was at work from home. By Monday morning, we'd made that adjustment. You know, the majority of our team are office-based, but we're a dispersed global team, as I said. So everyone has laptops. They're set up to work from home. We don't actually have a requirement to anyone to physically be in the office to perform their roles. You know, We have a strong BCP culture. A number of us actually um, have experience in large industry-critical infrastructure environments. The BCP is a big part of what we do. And so, yeah, we, we, you know, the, the tools are in place, the laptops are in place. And so uh, by uh, the Monday morning, it really was business as usual, other than people sitting in bedrooms and basements and, and different locations. But uh, uh, very, you know, thanks to our operations team and, and the infrastructure we have in place in our, our cloud environment, it really had no impact on our ability to support our customers or to communicate with each other. And I'd say, if anything, we, you know, we were more responsive than, than ever because everyone's online and, you know, one of the the benefits and downsides of this environment is we're all immediately accessible, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm certainly proud of how we, we adapted to this new normal, uh, and it really was an over-the-weekend shift. Sounds like a, a lot of parts to move over the weekend, but let me, let me switch over to your customer base. 
not only did you have to go completely remote, but now all of your customers are also remote. And it seems like, especially with things like Research Monitor um, and, and Quest, that these are tools that are almost practically designed <laughs> to work from a remote uh, working environment. But at the same time, it's a new, it's change, it's new. What kind of reaction are you getting and, and needs that you're hearing from your customers? Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right, Greg. It, it, the, the tools are designed to work remotely. You know, things are hosted. We do have customers that have some local installs of the products, but but uh, you know, we, we can operate seamlessly in, in both environments. And you know, to your point, our, our customers uh, use our products to reduce costs, to drive efficiency, and to, to ultimately um, work in a more more efficient organization. So, from our customer perspective, you know, they've they've made that shift, and we're partnering with them to make sure that they're able to derive maximum benefits from the solution in in this new world. And particularly given the, the cost pressure that everybody's feeling right now. So from our customer perspective, I'd say the, the three things that they're most focused on, you know, one is the usage side of uh, our capability. So usage monitoring, you know, big focus on reducing costs and high recharge rates and using our tools to adapt to that. And certainly they can do that very much in a, in a remote environment. And secondly is to continue to support that, that remote environment. So some of our tools can be um, accessed via mobile devices. So making sure that we're completely on top of that and, and enabling that so that the, the remote workers can use their Apple device or, or Android device to, to access the research information they need. And then I think to, to a trend that I think we're all seeing here is that increased focus on the cloud side of things. So the ability to access the information via the cloud, the, the, the ability to work from anywhere via the cloud. So although we have customers who are accessing the services using uh, a local server, we're hearing more and more that that's an environment, a legacy environment that I think this current crisis is, is, is putting a real focus around the fact that cloud is going to become way more acceptable in whether it's our legal or financial um, customers. Yeah, I think uh, most of the legal industry is figuring that out right now that, uh, you know, I would say five years ago, if you said the word cloud, uh, the next word you would hear was no. Um, and, exactly. and I think we've, uh, you know, one of the, one of the good things about this is I think that for those that are still hanging on that everything has to be on prem for it to be secure. Um, I, I think that reality has shifted. One of the things that is going on in the industry is a lot of online vendors are opening up access to other resources. And I know using uh, products like Research Monitor allows you to kind of quickly get that information out uh, you know, so that you have a list. People, once they log in, then they don't have to remember the passwords over and over again. Have you heard from customers about how they're adding these resources into your system um, and then parsing that out uh, to, their, to their clients, their attorneys, or whoever's using the product? Yeah, absolutely, Greg. I mean, I think that that's right. I mean, in this environment, I mean, I think the perception that some people might have that everything's sort of slowed down is, you know, quite the opposite. As we were saying earlier, I mean, we're all busier than ever, which yeah. I think, you know, clearly is a good thing. And yeah, people are looking at a, a, a range of new new services and, and key for, for that is that seamless access. So things like our, our password management capability, where you say you get the single sign on and access. So so we, we're constantly working in the background with all of our customers to, to bring on new web-based services for, for them to be able to not only um, access via the password tool, but also track the usage for. So, you know, if anything, that trend is, is to your point, it, the um, speed of adoption of these new services is actually accelerating, if anything, because people are recognizing they need more and more of the, these tools. And, you know, our team set up 
to, to handle that pretty seamlessly. So, uh, and again, the, the fact that we've been able to make that transition overnight to uh, or over the weekend to the remote environment has had no impact whatsoever on the customer, from the customer base. Yeah. Uh, I know the aspirational let's get back to work date is May 1st, but I don't think very many people think we're going to hit that. So as this goes on for more weeks, possibly even a, a few more months, um, what do you think may catch people or businesses off guard if they're not prepared to handle it? Yeah, I, 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 firstly, I totally agree with you. I think this is this is a, a, a you know, it's a big cliche, but it's a marathon, not a sprint, and it's gonna it's gonna go on for for many more weeks. And you know, clearly, number one has to be our, our people. Um, it's a stressful situation. You know, we as humans are, are not designed to be in isolation for weeks or months on end. So I worry about stress and burnout. As, as we were saying earlier, there's a there's a real tendency that, that because there's no delineation anymore between work time and home time like we're not getting we're not commuting we're we're not dealing with kids coming home from school we, we've got this environment where um we've got multiple priorities on our time we've we've, we've got people that are dealing with, with children at home dealing with relatives unfortunately more and more people are going to get exposed to relatives and friends getting sick and so we need to be very careful that we're supporting uh, the individuals with their needs and and i think that the the really important thing is to know that we all know we're all different so my needs might be different to your needs might be different to somebody else's needs so in some people it's it just they need more and more communication i think for others they need to laugh a bit more uh. you know m maybe it's a new monitor or desk chair at home or just time to spend with the family and so i think understanding those individual needs and supporting those needs is, is absolutely critical as, as this continues i also think there's an expectation management needed here my belief, and I'm sure you know most of our beliefs, is, is from what we're just seeing every day, is it will be a very different world post COVID nineteen, whenever that is. And and I think our teams need to be prepared to adapt to that new normal and understand that it will be a new normal. Um, so the need for ongoing social distancing, I think we all recognise, is going to be there for, for some time to come. So whether that's the impact on commuting or, or travel generally, day to day office environments. I know companies already are reconfiguring internal environments to provide more space or, or work on ro uh, schedule rotations, things like that. So, so I think it's really important that uh, we start to manage those expectations with, the, with our teams and avoid a sort of a further shock from people who think, oh, you know, whenever it is, it's going to be back to normal because I think it, the reality is it, it just isn't. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> Steve. Not to, <laughs> not to, well, not to depress you, Greg. I also, yeah, <laughs> I also think there are, there are some real positives that come out of this as well. You know, I think, uh, you know, we're on a video here and I, I think that, that there's some real, the interaction, the quality interaction we get from that is a real positive. And I think there's a lot of things that we're doing internally to say with the, the objective of coming back from this stronger than we came into it. So I, I think there's some real positives. I just think there's a reality check as well. All right. Well, thank you, Steve, for uh, taking the time to talk with me today. Greg, my absolute pleasure. And everybody, please stay safe out there. Thanks again to Steve Matthews of TRG Screen for joining me today. Remember, we may all be in seclusion, but we're in this together. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can reach out to me on Twitter at @glambert. In Seclusion is produced by Janice Anderson. The music is from Jerry David DeSica. I'll see you tomorrow.